righteousness. Yo, Angelo Yee, I love you. 50% ratchetness. Tell them ratchets to sit down. This is becoming the most prominent form for hip-hop. Wake your ass up. Yeah, it's early in the morning, but they tell me it was y'all. I say, oh, hell yeah, I'm getting up. The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Your people's choice. Angela Yee. I'm a sweetheart, but I'll cut you. Charlamagne the God. Prince of Prince of People. I can't believe you guys are the best, kid. Collectively known as Breakfast Club, bitches. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Andy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day. Good morning. Good morning. That's right. It's Wednesday. It's Hump Day. It's middle of the week. That's right, man. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing thing to see uh, black political culture thrive in Georgia. Dropping the clues bombs for Georgia. You know, a lot of us were up last night mm-hmm. uh, watching the Senate runoff. You know, mm-hmm. and you got to salute everybody from Stacey Abrams and Fair Fight to the New Georgia Project. You know, reading articles like the uh, one Ro- Rolling Stone wrote about Atlanta rappers reigniting their role as political kingmakers. Like, it's really a beautiful thing to see black political culture grow and thrive and become a real thing. In Georgia. That's right. And one sentence well, we're still confirmed, right? Reverend mm-hmm, So, yeah, so far the projected winner, yes, is Warnock. And he'll be the first black man to be a senator in Georgia. And they say uh, John Ossoff has a, has, a, has a shot at winning, right? He's in the lead he's right the now. Lead. He's and, in the lead when I went mm-hmm. to bed, yeah. Yeah, so he still is. But we'll get all into that in front page news. Okay. But it's exciting. Yeah, I was watching that last night, and then I turned. To, uh, I had to catch up on Power, man. Power, uh, Ghost, Power Book Two, mm. Ghost. Mm. Yeah, you know, Natori's coming on. She's coming on this week, so she'll be able to give us some insight. I was watching Bridgerton yesterday while I was cooking, and I made dinner for myself. And y'all gotta watch that show. That's yeah, a Shonda Rhimes show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gotta get into it. You'll love it. All right. Well, what else are we talking about in front of people? It's different. It's- it's different. Power is pretty good this season, though. Ghost but Power Book Two. I it was pretty I good. I love it. I'm not gonna lie, and I and I don't I don't, don't want to be a prisoner at the moment because you know we had about six or seven seasons of the original Power show to to to, to watch and, and and come to certain conclusions. But man, I really like Power uh Power Ghost Two, Book Two, whatever it's called. I really <laughs> Power Book really Two. Enjoy, it's I, Power I, Book Two. Yeah, I, yeah. I re- I really enjoy the cast of that show. I love what Woody's doing is uh his character Kane. I like seeing Mary J. Blige. I, I think it's a great show. I love Memphis the Lawyer. I the think Method it's a Man. phenomenal show. Mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. phenomenal. And you, what you like about Bridgerton is the way that it looks. You could tell they spent a crazy amount of money. And even just the costumes and the setting, they're definitely going to win some type of Oscars for that show because it is over the top. I'm going to start watching it this, today, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check it out today. All right. Well, what else we got in front page news? What else we talking about? Well, let's talk about, since we're discussing first, we'll talk about the first black woman to coach a professional baseball team. Okay. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, Roddy Rich said don't play his record anymore. Even he's tired of hearing it. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, the Boston Red Sox have hired Bianca Smith. She is the first black woman to coach a professional baseball team. So congratulations 
to her. Wow, that's dope. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Now the Red Sox posted on Instagram. Bianca Smith will be joining the Red Sox organization this season, making her the first black woman to coach in professional baseball history. She did work as director of baseball operations at Case Western Reserve University from 2013 to 2017 and as an assistant coach at the University of Dallas in 2018. She also interned with the Texas Rangers and Cincinnati Reds in their baseball operations department. That's got to piss right, off nah. those, those. That's got that's got to piss off racist <laughs> white people in Boston. You know what I mean? But they'll be okay once she start winning. All right, now let's discuss these Georgia Senate runoff elections. So, according to projections, they do project project that Democrat Raphael Warnock will win the special Senate runoff election against Kelly Loeffler. And as far as David Perdue and John Ossoff, Ossoff is a Democrat. Uh, that is still up in the air. They are still counting ballots. They'll continue to tabulate those votes throughout this morning. And so it's uh, still Ossoff in the lead, but it's not a race that they can call yet. Hey, man, if Rob so won, now, he won, he won. Yeah, so here is his speech where he is the projected winner. Like we said, some people have already declared him the winner. Here's what he said. We were told that we couldn't win this election. But tonight, we prove that with hope, hard work, and the people by our side, anything is possible. May my story be an inspiration to some young person who is trying to grasp and grab hold of the American dream. And so, Georgia, I am honored by the faith that you have shown in me. And I promise you this tonight. I am going to the Senate to work for all of Georgia. Wow. If, listen, if Ralph Warnock said he won, he won. Drop one of clues bonds for black political in Georgia, and regardless of how it goes for John Ossoff, uh, black people in Georgia did that, and as our, and as our, our board op drama couldn't wait to tell us this morning, uh, Latinos <laughs> showed up as Latinos showed up as well. Yep. My, uh, first of all, my name is Dramos, but yes, we did show what up. What did I thing. say? You said drama. You did drama doesn't work on this show. <laughs> you know why? No, 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 no. You know why? You know why? I was because I was ta- I literally together. was talking to drama. I was talking to drama <laughs> last night. That's that's literally why I said that. You're right. I forgot your name. Well, Warnock will be the first (laughs) black U.S. senator from Georgia, also the first Georgia Democrat elected to the Senate in 20 years. So it just shows you that change can be slow, but it can happen. So for everybody out there pushing. Now, Kelly Loeffler has not conceded this election yet, and here is what she told her supporters. We're going to make sure every vote is counted. Every That's right. (laughs) Every legal vote will be counted. And I'm not going to stop working. Uh, In the morning, in fact, I'm going to be heading to Washington, D.C. to keep fighting. That's right. We're going to fight for this president. So I'm asking for every single Georgian, every single American, stay in the fight with us. Kelly Loeffler campaigned with a Klansman. I have no idea if that's true. I saw John also say that yesterday, and it sounded amazing. It sounded amazing when he was in front of that bus, and he said that. He said, Kelly Loeffler campaigned with a Klansman. I don't know if it's the, the alliteration of the case, but it sounded amazing. My goodness. All right, well, they are still counting those absentee ballots, and then they do have to manually scan some ballots into Cal County. So that is still going into the total vote count. So we'll keep you updated. All right. All right, well, that is your front page news. Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning, or whatever it may be. Phone lines are wide open, 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, it's Erica. What's up, Envy? What up, what up, what up? Get it off your chest, mama. <laughs> Yo, what's up? I'm just so blessed to um, get through. Like, y'all are on my vision board and everything. Like, I can't believe I got through. I'm on the Breakfast Club. Yee, Charlotte. Oh, Yay. Peace, peace. You have an actual... Why, why yeah, you have an actual vision say? board, like a you have an actual vision vision board, like a real. Well, it's a, a digital one. Like I made a, okay. a, I usually do like a event every year, mm-hmm. um, a vision board event because I got I got a podcast. Can I shut out my podcast? Sure. I'm relaunching today. Yeah, so my podcast is called Vision Matters. It's a it's a conversation for black creators and media tech and entertainment. And um, so every year I do a vision board party, but because of COVID. You know, we can't do it physically, so we're doing it on digital. So I did my digital one already, and so on Saturday, I'm doing an event virtually so everybody else can do theirs digitally. And y'all, like, literally on my vision board, and I got myself, nice. like, sitting with y'all and everything. That's right. Oh, so you're, 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 envisioning, you're envisioning having an interview on The Breakfast Club is what you're telling us. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be up there gotcha. one day. I'm going to have my best-selling book, and I'm going to be talking to y'all. Like, I listen to y'all okay. every morning. Yeah, I pray that yeah, I pray for yeah. that. And, and and I pray that you're really in the studio and not via Zoom, because I hate Zoom interviews. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait till we have oh. in studio guests again. Oh no, we getting that back, baby. We getting that back. We we gonna <laughs> right. be back. <laughs> All right, thank you, mama. Hello, who's this? Damn, Envy, you hey, just cut her vision short. <laughs> How you know her vision was up, Envy? Jesus her vision was up. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Uh, my name is Jesse. How are y'all doing? Good morning, Jesse. Get it off your chest, Jesse. Hey, so I love your guys' show a lot. I'm constantly listening to it. I'm a Uber Eats and DoorDash driver, so I'm like constantly out and just having the radio on. And um, I also happen to be like an ally who is Caucasian. So okay. uh, I had a random question. It's January right now, but Target is celebrating Black History Month like a whole month early. They have a bunch of merch out right now. Um, Some of the shirts say, like, super cute stuff, like, black is beautiful. There's hoodies and everything like that. I just want to know how it would be. Okay. Literally, I was like, I don't know how it would be perceived. Like, would it be weird if, like, some white girl just had, like, a hoodie that said black is beautiful or, like. No, you can wear that. Okay. I'm going to tell you something else. I wanted to ask you. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. Why not create, I, mean, I think you should wear that stuff too, but why not create your own line of like ally clothing? Like, you know, with, right. with affirmations that white people can say and like what? Show, show their support. Some of my best friends black. are black. <laughs> no, don't, don't wear that with no, me. Don't listen to her. Don't listen to her. Don't listen like, to me. I, lo- I love me. black people. You know, uh, <laughs> black, black, <laughs> pe- black, uh, I wear a shirt that says black lives matter. Black people's lives matter. Black people's lives <laughs> matter. Things like that. I'm currently using a project as a Uber Eats and DoorDash driver. I came up with these little like homeless kits and downtown Jacksonville happens to have like a ton of homeless people. And so I've um, been using the hashtag kindness in motion just to help people like spread the word. But I've also been using that as like a Black Lives Matter thing too, because a lot of the homeless population happens to be black downtown. So I'm just like, you know, (laughs) I didn't know if wearing the hoodie would be overkill or not, but I'm glad to know that I can wear it. All right. Show your support in any way that you can. All right, mama. And always use your privilege to combat pre- prejudice. That's another good shirt, too. Use privilege to combat prejudice. 
All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Club. Come on. Everybody know why we get down. Down, down. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? King J, the blunt man. How we doing, Envy? Okay. What's up, the blunt man? Good morning. Get it off your chest, bro. To, man, yeah, man. You like to push that red button a little bit too much, my brother. Uh-oh. I'm glad you noticed. What button is that? I just, I just, oh, got, I, I I just got on him about that. What button is that? The hang, hang up, up button. button. Man, last time How's I called in here, the guy who picked up the phone for me, he was like, oh, you got a song. I want you to rap your song. I'm like, for real? He was like, yeah. So I get you, and if you done hug up on me, I'm like, gee, what? Well, let's hear it now. Let's hear it now. Rap, rap your, your song. song. He's, disres- he's disrespectful. Tenfo, here we go. Don't try Tenfo. to tell me how to move you ain't at the top of your game. Don't try to tell me how to move you ain't getting no Benji Franks. Don't try to tell me how to move you still stuck in your lane. Don't try to tell me how to move, move, move. <laughs> Damn, man. Stop hanging up. Stop Andy, hanging that up was on messed him. Up. Wow. Because because number one, I want to know why he wanted to give Benji brains. You know what <laughs> I mean? I think it's a very amazing thing to call up here and you know show your support for the LGBT community in that way. But now we'll never know why he wants now to guys, give Benji brains. Damn, man. Why he's now saying guys, about it on the radio? All our listeners, you guys are very smart. You know, I'm broadcasting from home. I have. I can't hang up on anybody. That is drama. I don't believe. Nah, that I is drama. You must have really wanted to hang up in order to do that yeah, over there. You got a lot yeah. of money. You probably figured out a way. I don't know. No, I'm home. I cannot hang up on anybody at home. Nope. That is dramos. Nope. All right. Well, dramos is going. Dramos going to cry in the call when he realizes he hung up on a fellow Latino. To show his rap dreams. That was a Latino man. No, that was an African American, sir. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You got to claim him. Oh, because if it was Latino, you would have never done it, would you? If he was good, I would have claimed him. Yeah. How can you guys tell over the phone if he was black or... Yeah, how how can you tell, Dramos? He said it. No, he didn't. His name was... His name was Tyrone. (laughs) There's no Puerto Rican Tyrone. So you don't know any... You don't know any white people No, I don't know any... I don't know any Puerto Ricans named Tyrone, no Latinos, and neither do you. Name one. Nope. Exactly. Tyrone, Tyrone Rivera. Tyrone. Wait, wait, wait. You don't even know how to say Rivera. What are you talking about right now? Okay, maybe not. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and so much happened yesterday, but let's start off with Dr. Dre. He had a brain aneurysm, and he has already commented. We'll tell you what he said. All right, we'll get into that next. Oh, and by the way, by the way, by the way, for the record, uh, Latino Tyrone's are Tito's. <laughs> okay, I drink Tito's. I make some stuff up, boy. All right. Y'all are racist, man. Oh, we racist? racist? But you hang up on the black guy? Bruh, he literally, black? You hung up on the man. He said MVB hanging up on people. Shut up. All right. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Dr. Dre. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, in the midst of all the divorce drama that he's having, Dr. Dre has suffered a brain aneurysm. He was rushed by ambulance to the hospital, taken directly to ICU. They said he remains there. He's stable and lucid. But doctors don't know what caused the bleeding, and they are doing a bunch of different tests right now. So 
he did post on his uh, on his account just to let people know on his Instagram, thanks to my family, friends, and fans for their interest and well wishes. I'm doing great and getting excellent care from my medical team. I will be out of the hospital and back home soon. Shout out to all the great medical professionals at Cedars One Love. Question. Hey, man. Um, yes. Does, does anybody know how they figured it out? Was it headaches? Was it, you know, how they, because I'm the type of person that, I want to know, so if I ever have any of those feelings or pains or something that seems strange, that I'd be like, okay, I'm going to the doctor right now. Do we know? Well, no. Uh, they we don't, don't know what happened in this particular the case. Okay. Mm -hmm. but, it's, but it's usually headaches, man. And God bless that brother, because brain aneurysms are scary. I've definitely been to the doctor for headaches and had them do the MRI, making mm -hmm. sure everything was good, and I didn't have an aneurysm, because uh, from, from what I've always been told, they come out of nowhere. Right. So I wouldn't wish that yeah, on Yeah, sometimes... Nobody. And you know what's crazy is Coach Jesse, who's been on the show before from uh, the Detox Now, she actually had an aneurysm during this pandemic and was in the hospital. And they, she had these really bad headaches. She mm -hmm. said the only reason she made them keep her in the hospital because she's very aware of her body and she knows a lot about that. And they tried to send her home. And later on, if she would have went home, she would have died because Dang. she ended up having an aneurysm. But fortunately, she knew enough to know that this was not an ordinary headache right. and stayed in the hospital. Hey. And also salute to Dr. Dre for surviving uh, Cedar Sinai Hospital, because for whatever reason, rappers go to Cedar Sinai uh, and, and and they don't always come out. Remember when Ice Cube was on Breakfast Club and he told us that Biggie, yeah. Easy E, Heavy D, all passed away in uh, Cedar Sinai Hospital. All right, now let's discuss voting in Georgia. We told you before, Tyler Perry was having some issues, and we discussed this with Stacey Abrams. He never got his absentee ballot. He waited for more than a month for it, so he ended up having to fly back and vote in person in Georgia. Now another person who also voted is Boosie. Here's what he had to say. I'm looking for a change. I'm looking for a change. If I'm voting, everybody need to vote. I've been watching that runoff. I'm finna vote, man. That man ain't finna change some <laughs> I'm telling y'all, I'm vote for what now. All right. Hey, man, I love to see <laughs> black political culture thrive in Georgia, man. And I'm telling you, the only people who can ruin the enthusiasm that black people have for politics in Georgia is the Democrats. Because if they get control of the Senate and they don't keep these promises to black people uh, the way that they say that they, they're going to do, boy, it's, it's going to be a lot of people who are heartbroken after, this, after these past couple of elections. Presidential and right, and, but it, as like Stacey Abrams said, that's why it is so important right now because we know how difficult it's been, like when Obama was in office, to get things voted through in the Senate. Because even just because if you have a majority, that still doesn't mean things will pass. Correct. So well, in this case, in this case, in, 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 in this case, it will because if they get the majority, uh, the tiebreaker is Senator Kamala. Kamala Harris is correct. That's right. So in this case, it absolutely will. Well, yeah. So everybody just has to be on board. Everybody. Now, Joy Bayar and Meghan McCain were arguing on The View, and this is all over politics. Listen to this. The Republican Party is in much more trouble right now because Are you, you have really me? traitors. You have AOC saying you have, Excuse me, am I done? I'm not done. I know I what you're talking. saying. Right. I'm talking about, I'm talking okay. about Somebody so much, Joy. Yeah. You traitors. missed me so much when I was on maternity leave. You missed me so much. You missed fighting with me. I did not. I did not miss you. Okay, I, somebody, oh let somebody answer <laughs> the question. I, I or I'm you know what, that's moving so nasty. on. I, 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 
Wow. <laughs> hey, listen, one thing I'm not doing in 2021 is arguing over politics. Whatever your politics are, that's on you. I'm not cha- I'm not into changing minds. I'm into changing who's in those positions of power in politics. If I don't like what a politician is doing, I will just actively support a politician I do. Not arguing with people about their politics. Don't ever argue with people about their politics, their religion, or their hip-hop. Let them do their thing. All right, the Grammys have been rescheduled from uh, until March 14th, and that's because of coronavirus-related concerns. So, you know, L.A. has been having a really difficult time, and they said right now hospital services are overwhelmed, ICUs have reached capacity, and now new guidance from state and local governments have led, the, led them to believe that postponing the show was the right thing to do. It was supposed to be on January 31st, hosted by Trevor Noah, but now they are actually going to postpone that. Uh-huh. The Grammys didn't learn anything from other award shows. They didn't know how to. They didn't learn how to execute um, an award show by watching other award shows. I mean, because clearly they weren't affected last year because you know they have, they they they're in February, so they I'm, they were on TV last year. They did it regular, normal. Right. Right. They so they said with they, they also are not sure what they're doing with the audience. They said we're going to determine as we get a little bit closer what we're going to do with our audience. But we have some really cool and special things that are coming together for our show. I think part of it is also, though, they've shut down production, period, in, in L.A. LA. Right. And a lot of people live in L.A. So even if you want to send people to different locations, everything is shut down. So maybe they didn't anticipate Easy fix Grammys. Just have it in Atlanta. Okay, everything else is open in Atlanta. All right, just have it in Atlanta. Or, may, or Miami. Know, be, go, go to these places these that are wide actors, open. But a lot of these actors live there, so they might have been doing things from different locations, and if you don't want to have, you know, a, a crew around, that might be kind of difficult right now to get everybody to go somewhere else to film. So I'm not sure, you know, what they, their plans were, but right now you got to wait till March to find out. All right, well, that is your Rumor Report. I'm Angela Yee. All right. Now we got front page news coming up. What are we talking about? Yes, we are going to be talking about Jacob Blake. And we'll tell you what's happening with the police officer who shot Jacob Blake. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Mountain Dew is partnering with HBCUs in an effort to uplift the next generation of badass black innovators and entrepreneurs with the Real Change Opportunity Fund Pitch Competition. Empowering students to go out and do. Visit MountainDew.com slash Real Change to enter. JNV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. And we got a shout out to our newest family member, 97.3 The Beat, Springfield's Hip Hop and R&B. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody's 2021 going so far? All right, good. Now let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yee? Uh, Well, let's start with talking about Jacob Blake. Now, there are going to be no charges against the Kenosha police officer in the Jacob Blake shooting. Uh, Rustin Sheski is his name. Now, here is the Kenosha County District Attorney discussing why this is happening. An exhaustive investigation was done. And it is my decision now that I announce today before you that no Kenosha law enforcement officer in this case will be charged with any criminal offense based on the facts and the laws as I will describe them to you now. I'm going to also tell you that no charge will be filed against Jacob Blake in regards to this incident as well. Well. All right, now, just to give you guys a reminder of uh, what happened, 
They said that Blake had a felony warrant. They, they said that Blake had a felony warrant out for sexual assault. They said that the mother of Blake's children called the police and said that he was about to drive off in her car. They arrived to find him placing their three children in the backseat of the SUV. Uh, according to the district attorney, they said officers had no choice but to arrest him since he was wanted. They said that Blake resisted, fought with the officers as they tried to handcuff him. They used a stun gun on him, stun gun on him. It didn't work. And that's when they said that uh, Blake had a knife that fell to the ground during the struggle, picked it up. And that's when officers drew their guns. And they said Blake then tried to get into the SUV. And that's when Shesky, the officer who's not being charged, grabbed the back of Blake's shirt. And Blake turned and moved uh, with the knife toward Chesky. And they said that the officer believed that his life was in danger. Now, there were no body cameras. So mind you, this is just what they are saying. The police officers are saying happened. Now, on his behalf, a lot of people are saying they did not see a knife. And according to Ben Crump, uh, they said that this, is, who's their attorney, the family's attorney, Jacob Blake's family's attorney, said that this further destroys trust in our system and he would proceed with the lawsuit. They're planning to take this to the highest court right now. And he also questioned yeah, whether yeah, Blake did threaten Chesky with a knife. They said nowhere does video footage show a knife extended and aimed to establish the requisite intent. Yeah, the video what? shows uh, Jacob Blake getting shot in his back. I mean, after mm -hmm. the video that I saw, you know. All right, was there well, a knife found? Is... They said there was no knife. Was there a knife found? I think there know? was a knife found in the car, but they can't prove that he had it, gotcha. I believe. All right, now here's what the district attorney had to say about self-defense. Remember, these are police officers who are uniformed officers. They're called to the scene on a designated domestic abuse call. When they get there, they know there is an arrest warrant for Jacob Blake, and they take actions at that time. And the question, really the only issue in this case, would be do they have a right to the privilege of self-defense? Mm. Hey, man, listen, the judicial system worked to perfection again for the people it's designed to work for. You can never expect a system built on white supremacy to serve justice to black people. So for me, it's not about the individual case. It's about dismantling the whole system of white supremacy. Is that possible? I don't know. This system also tells me that all things are possible through white Jesus who strengthens me. So I doubt it. I doubt it. All right. Well, while Jacob Blake is alive, in case you don't know this, he is paralyzed. And right. so, obviously, that affects him for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, it's a rollout disaster for the vaccines for COVID-19. They said more than 70% of the COVID-19 vaccines are sitting in freezers in the United States because the rollout has been so awful. And Florida, in Florida, senior citizens have been camping out overnight trying to get their shot. So they did get more than 1.1 million vaccines, but they've only administered about 260,000 in Florida and nationwide. Only 4.8 million people have gotten their first dose out of the more than 17 million delivered. So that's only about 28%. Yeah, because I, I was uh, I was actually talking to some uh, people in Jersey yesterday, some OGs in Jersey, and um, they were telling me that, well, they were debating about whether or not healthcare workers were the only people that could get the vaccine. And one of the guys said, "No, you can get it now because if you if they don't distribute it, it spoils. Like it's no good. So they're, they're it has to be in the freezer. Like, it has to be in yeah, the freezer. It depends which one it is, whether it's Pfizer or the other one. I know one has to be like." colder than usual and the other one is more just a regular fridge a regular freezer so yeah. they have to they definitely get them out get yeah i think they might have tricked me into the vaccine when i was out the country i'm not gonna lie because on 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 new year's day they had these ivs because you know after you know people are mad people are drinking on new year's even having a good time so they had these uh ivs the that they said were like vitamin the drip mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. so me and my wife went to get one and i'm sitting there like 
Yo, what if just that vaccine and we don't know it, yo? But I don't you have bugging, yo. What's wrong with you? I don't know. What is wrong with you, man? That's where my mind went, y'all. We were sitting there getting the IV dripping. I'm like, you don't know what's in that drip. What if this the vaccine and we don't know it? It's possible. Well, you're safe then, maybe. Mm -hmm. I'm getting it. I'm just waiting to see what happens. Who's available for me? I'm going to get that vaccine. But listen, if you You might, you might have to get, you might have to get it if you want to travel out of the country. If you want to go to school, they're saying they might make all kinds of regulations to concerts. They might force you to have to get that vaccine. I'm getting it first. As soon as I can, I'm you're, getting it. Hmm? You allegedly can get it in Jersey now, from what they were telling me yesterday. You say, you, say you got to go go like one in the morning or something like that. No, nah, I thought they said only healthcare and uh, elderly people at Older, first. Yeah, I thought it was only at first yes, for the, because but, it's so, but, so but, few. But they're saying that if they don't give it out, then it, it, it spoils. So basically... They're encouraging people. Cite your sources, bro. Who said know. this? Well, who can I call? Cite your sources, man. My my dude at the Chevy dealership. My dude at the Chevy dealership. My dude at the Chevy dealership. My dude is, man. Why you laughing at the OG, man? I'm looking on NJ. I'm looking on NJ.com. That's messed up. I'm looking on NJ.com. I'm going to give you the real information. It says that in New Jersey, do y'all want to know? Yeah, in New Jersey, you can pre-register even if you're not currently eligible. <laughs> right now, they're only vaccinating healthcare workers and nursing home residents and staff. That's that, it right now. No, nah, I'm, but I'm you not. Can I don't believe you. That's not what the homie from the Chevy dealer said. That's right. I, I was. I, I'm, I went to the Chevy dealership. Needed a little quick oil change. Me and the OG was having a conversation. The OG said you can go at one in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Pull up right where they do the oil change, and they'll give you the vaccine. <laughs> Pull up where you do the oil change. <laughs> Just give me some oil change and a vaccine to go. What's wrong? Oh, my goodness. I'm just telling you what, right, the, well, just telling you what the screen saying. <laughs> well, let us know how it works out for you. <laughs> you are a liar, and oh you've God, always been a liar. <laughs> I'm, just telling you what, I'm just telling you what somebody told me. All right. Jesus Christ. Christ. I get it. All right. And that's front page news. Anything else the OG told you, Chevy? <laughs> I, I went to another car dealership yesterday. When I walked in, they when I walked in, they definitely said to me, um, "Envy, envy, envy, envy sent you here." They definitely said that to me yesterday. Hmm. I'll tell you about that one later. All right. <laughs> what is a Coca Cola in the bathroom? What are you talking about? All right. And that is your front page news. Now, when we come back, let's open up the phone lines: 800-585-1051. What are we talking about, ye? Women in hip hop. Uh, yes, we are talking about an interview that Kamaya did on No Jumper where she talks about female rappers. Here's what she said. Y'all put these unrealistic standards on women, right? Mm-hmm. Well, y'all try to force us to f***ing kumbaya whole hands. Y'all not telling all the men that they got to form brother circles. All not going to like each other. And that's just realistic. You feel mm-hmm. me? And then you get the people who going to pretend like they like people because they feel like that's what they have to do. I don't never want to be that type of person because I'll be like, if I don't f***ing like you, I don't like you uh-huh. and that's why i told them because it's like y'all can't keep forcing that on women a lot of people don't like each other but they're not going to come out and be like i don't f- with her right. because if they say they don't f- with her guess what now she's a hater now she's this now she's f- up the unity amongst right. everybody in it. all right so uh we're asking what are your thoughts 800-585-1051 now if you don't know who kamaya is kamaya is an artist from hey, the west coast bay area she was all that for the next break okay all right, well, we'll get into it next. Take your thoughts. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out, your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club topic. Break, break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club.
It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about women in hip-hop. Now, uh, Kamaya, who's an artist from the Bay Area, was signed to YG. I don't know if she's signed to YG anymore. She's independent. Uh, yeah, she's independent now. Let's play a, a, a little clip of her record if you don't know who Kamaya is. Please, please tell me why you always All right, now she. Um, that's, that's that's YG and Drake. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's YG and Drake. That's not her biggest record. Her biggest record is her single. It was called "How Does It Feel," which is the record that was uh, spinning all, all across the country. How does how does a record with Drake not be her biggest record? Well, that was actually YG's record featuring it's YG's Drake, record, and yeah. she was on it. Oh, and she also oh. was really cool with Kehlani. Remember, and then they had like a falling out. They did. A, they were supposed to do an album together, I believe. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this is what she said. Y'all put these unrealistic standards on women, right? Mm-hmm. Well, y'all try to force us to f***ing kumbaya whole hands. Y'all not telling all the men that they got to form brother circles. All not going to like each other. And that's just realistic. You feel mm-hmm. me? And then you get the people who going to pretend like they like people because they feel like that's what they have to do. I don't never want to be that type of person because I feel like if I don't f***ing like you, I don't f***ing like you. Uh-huh. And that's why I told them because it's like y'all can't keep forcing that on women. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't like each other, but they're not going to come out and be like, I don't f*** with her. Right. Because if they say they don't f- her, guess what? Now she's a hater. Now she's this. Now she's f-ing up the unity amongst right. everybody. So we're asking 800 585 1051. What are your thoughts on what she said? Let's start with you, Yee. Uh, so it's interesting because we had a whole conversation about this on lip service the other day with Rennie Rucci, and she was discussing the same thing. She was saying all these people try to act, all these women act like they support you, but then as soon as there's an opportunity for them to drag you down, they do, and that's how they really feel in real life. Now, I can't say what it's like to be a female rapper because I'm sure there's a lot going on, but you know I am working on this documentary with these female rappers from Detroit and all the things that they go through. And I will say it's a lot harder for women. They always do pit, pit women against each other, and a lot of times it's a lack of communication. Like this person said this about you, then the fans jump in and they escalate things, and then people don't end up communicating with each other. I do feel like... You don't have to be friends with people, but at least try to be cordial. And sometimes, you know, even just work-wise, they might not be your friend, but that's somebody that you could support and, like, work with. And so, you know, it's just harder. I just feel like it's harder. It's so much more difficult because there's so many, uh, there's so fewer women that are actually doing it that you have to feel like you're out there by yourself. It just makes it so much more difficult. So I would love for women to get along. I've been watching these women arguing on social media over the holidays and it's a lot of trauma that's associated with being a woman in this business, with guys trying you, with people not believing in you, with people accusing you of not writing your own lyrics. It's just a lot. So I would love for women to get along more. You know what? I, I, and maybe I'm different, but I came from a place where hip-hop was about competitiveness, and you battled everybody. And it wasn't about beef and shooting people, but everybody battled. We can go back to, you know, uh, KRS-One and, and the Juice Crew, or we can go to... Uh, Common and Westside Connection or Cool Mo D and LL Cool J. And we could bring it up to closer to Cannabis and LL Cool J and Tupac and Biggie, uh, Jay-Z and Nas. It was always about competing. I mean, we didn't have to, you know, shoot each other and stab each other, but hip-hop was always about who was the best, who was the hottest. You know, we could go back to Lil' Kim and Foxy Brown. That's what I thought hip-hop was about, not necessarily... But you can be competitive and get along with each other, right? Not really. No. Not really. <laughs> no. I mean, it's, it's just work. You don't have to... You, 
You don't have to, like, drag it. You can still be competitive. I mean, there's, there's friendly competition, but for the most part, it's not. And, you know, as far as what she said, I, I reserve the right to not deal with anyone I don't vibe with. I don't care if they black. Uh, I don't care if they men. I don't care if they from South Carolina. I don't care if we the same age, if we in the same business. Whatever things we have in common doesn't matter to me if I don't vibe with your energy. So I don't think she's wrong. I mean, unity and group operation is great, but you have to be unified and move as a group with folks you actually vibe with. It's always been Correct. cruise. It's always been competition. That's hip-hop. That's life. I don't see a problem with her saying that. I I just think for women, too, they always act like there's only one woman that could be on top at a time. And every woman is like, oh, now she's coming to take you down. Now she's coming to take you down. When y'all could be successful together. That's why I love seeing, like, Cardi working with Meg Thee Stallion and Nicki working with Meg Thee Stallion. I think that is a great example. But I think that's in men, too. I, I think at one time, like, Jay-Z was yeah. on top and everybody tried to take his crown off. And now it's... You know, we have a conversation. Drake, is Drake the is best? Kendrick, or is a little bit is Cole. Or is Kendrick? Is a Cole? Yes. I mean, I think we have those conversations for men and women. We just, I think we people play to be the, the best. Not to be the second best, not to be the third best. They play to be the best, in my opinion. And, and, but, we're, all, and we're always going to pit the two people who are at, at, at the top at any given moment. The two or three people who are at the top at any given moment, it's always going to be, well, this person's better. Or this person sold more records. This person got more radio hits. It's always going to be that. I just like when people take people under their wing. Like if you're an older artist and then you can help out a younger artist. And I like to see that. I, I just like to see it happen. As a woman, I enjoy that. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with the, the battle of the, of the two people. Like, you know, when they well, pitted I, I think it Ricky versus Cardi, you know what I mean? That, that, that was who was the hottest, who was the best. Like, it, that's who it was. I mean, right. but I don't, I don't, think, I don't think you can't not be the hottest. But as far as like dissing each other and not getting along, like personally. That's always been I think you got to leave. That just doesn't stay to women. That's in, that's been since the beginning of hip hop. But uh, let's go to the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is City. What's up? Oh, I don't think he said. I think he said. Nah, city. This, this city, 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 not city. Oh, city. city. Okay, my bad. Yeah, morning, brother. What's yeah. your, what's your comment on, on, on what Kamaya said? Appreciate that. Well, hey, I mean, a lot of these females are trash. Excuse oh me. Oh my God. Here we go. It's facts. Megan Stallion is one of the trash rappers. She is not a trash rapper. And a lot of these guys are trash rappers, too. There's a lot more of them. She's not trash. Trash rapper, definitely. First, definitely. So there's just not enough unity and never will be with the females. And it never should be because there's too many different lanes. See what I mean? Somebody want to be a thought. Where you from, bro? Conscious rapper. You just sound like a disgusting, misogynistic person. Where you from? No, I'm just, I'm just from down south, you know what I mean? But okay. I'm just, I just love a, a good music ear. And uh, Meg Thee Stallion, again, is trash. So I'm throwing it out oh, who's your favorite? Who's yeah. your favorite female Who's your favorite female rapper? Uh, I knew you would go there. And uh, I'm going to say Missy Elliott. No, I'm going to go there. You only want that smoke, Angela Lee. So, Missy well, Elliott. Who is okay, Angela that's Lee? That's uh, you know what I meant to say? Angela Yee, <laughs> Yee Lee. <laughs> That's that's no by the way that's a that's no that's Andy, a great no that's that's a great example but you know somebody like Missy you know back in, back in the day the women, I guess they they had a better vibe with each other that's why you get records like Ladies Night you know yeah that's when, true when too collaborate when they would all collaborate together right but thank you thank you brother 800 what are your thoughts with what Kamaya said call us now it's the Breakfast Club good morning. Call me.
Send your opinion to the Breakfast Club Topic. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about women in hip-hop. Um, came from Kamaya. Kamaya's a, a rapper from the Bay Area, from the West Coast. She used to be signed to YG, and she was talking about rappers, uh, female rappers getting along. Let's hear what she said. Y'all put these unrealistic standards on women, right? Mm-hmm. Well, y'all try to force us to f***ing kumbaya whole hands. Y'all not telling all the men that they got to form brother circles. All not going to like each other. And that's just realistic. You feel mm-hmm. me? And then you get the people who going to pretend like they like people because they feel like that's what they have to do. I don't never want to be that type of person because I feel like if I don't f***ing like you, I don't like you uh-huh. and that's why i told them because it's like y'all can't keep forcing that on women a lot of people don't like each other but they're not going to come out and be like i don't f- with her right. because if they say they don't f- with her guess what now she's a hater now she's this now she's f-ing up the unity amongst right. everybody now also yeah we were talking about a, a, another female rapper right yes renny rucci and she was discussing a similar topic on lip service here's what she said i want females on it but you know everybody be online kicking that Oh, girl power, and we need to work together, and it's unity, and we need, I'm, yeah, I'm happy for everybody. Right. That be on the internet, bitches really don't be trying to work for real. But I'll be on some organic Like I've reached out to everybody, I've supported everybody, so whoever organically want to work, then we'll have some female features and collabs on there, but if it don't happen like that Now, I get it. I know hip-hop is a competitive sport, of course, but I also see, like, a lot of people teaming up, doing joint collabs together. I don't see it as much with women as I see it with the men. They do it all the time. They might be competing with each other, but they also work together because they know it's a job. So I I just think it would be great for them to be able to call each other, get some support, because I do think it's a lot harder for women rappers from what I've seen. I mean, Megan Thee Stallion and City Girls got a record together on on Megan's new album. I mean, Cardi B and Megan teamed up last year for the number one song in the country, WAP. Like, I mean, I, we see we see women collaborate. Yeah, Megan did just, something with it, Nicki and and City and Girls I enjoy with when Cardi that happens. B. I love it. Yeah, it's just, it's just not realistic to think you're gonna get along with everyone, and you should really just rock with people that you vibe with. Like, you can't force chemistry. You can't force you know uh, me to actually. Dig a person, get along with a person. I just may not dig their energy. Yeah. I mean, I definitely don't think there's any way everybody will get along with everyone else. But I also do feel like it would be great if women could just work together some more. And I do feel like they do pit women against each other more than they do anybody else. All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines. I highly disagree with that. Yo, yo. Hey, what's up? What's your name, bro? Yo, this is Tyler. What's going on, Breakfast Club? What's up, Tyler? We're asking uh, 800-585-1051. You know, what are your thoughts What what Kamaya said, bro? Uh, honestly, this is hip hop, man. Uh, you don't have to have friends if you don't have to have friends. You don't have to force relationships. You don't have to force them. Uh, they shouldn't hold women to a different standard. I mean, uh, they're all doing the same thing. We rap, right? That's what it is. It's hip hop. So honestly, they don't. They shouldn't be held to a different standard. I think Kamaya spoke with facts. Yeah, and, and I yeah, agree with you. I, I, I think hip hop is a competitive sport. We've seen it competitive since it started. I don't have to get along with you. We don't have to get along. I, I want to be the best, and that's what anything that I want to do. Now, there's other people that want to be the best, and you fight for that spot. But you don't have to stab and shoot and kill each other. It's competitive as far as rap is concerned. That's what I thought. But 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 by the way, it's not just hip hop. It's literally in every genre. They do it in sports. It's always LeBron versus Jordan. You know what I mean? Kobe versus LeBron, whoever it is at the time. They do it in uh, R&B. They do it in every single genre where it's multiple individuals that are winning. And I want to quote something that Remy Ma said when she was discussing this. 
She said, there's strength in numbers. If I'm doing good and this girl here is doing good, people will take it more seriously. We all bring something different to the table. And once people realize that, stop fighting each other, work together and help build each other up, we'll grow even more. And she did a whole uh, thing. I mean, a lot of women have to talk about that and deal with it. And I've heard a lot of women who are artists discuss this. I love Remy, but uh, have you heard Remy Ma's this record? Have you, have you also heard? But it's heard, not saying you have Remy to get Ma's. along with every person, but it's just saying even just being supportive of the community. Not every single Remy, individual. If I'm not mistaken, Remy Ma had balls for Foxy Brown too, right? Sure did. She had, for, she had balls for Foxy. She had balls for And Nikki. Lil' Kim too, right? And I she did a song with Lil' cool. Kim. They did I think a her song. and Kim is cool. I think her and Kim is cool. Okay, him ain't cool. Definitely Foxy. Definitely Foxy. Yep, and she gave some balls, yeah. But then again, you know, I'm Remy just, gave ball, get balls to dudes too. Remy wanted to be the best. She didn't care women or men. She wanted to be the best. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she gave she gave balls to dudes and women. Like I like, you know what I like? I like when I see Trina. Like Trina just was performing with Mulatto, and I feel like Trina is one artist who's always trying to reach out to younger artists and other artists, other women in particular, because she knows it's not easy to try to help them out. I think Trina gave some, way, some some balls to somebody too, some a female rapper. I'm not too. saying that everyone has to get along with everybody. What I'm saying is, <laughs> Trina you know, definitely gave is, some balls. It to is competitive, but but I do think that in general she's very supportive. Just knowing that it's harder for women. I think everybody's supportive of people that they choose to support. Like once again, mm -hmm. you can only vibe with people who you actually vibe with. So that's it. It's just hard to be alone and be the only person. All right, let's think, go to like, it. I don't need yeah, nobody's yeah, help. I don't like nobody. I don't get along with anyone. That's a difficult way to be. Yeah, it was Trina and Kaya. That's who Trina and Kaya had issues back then. Yeah, Trina might have gave somebody else some balls, too. But anyway, let's go to we got a, we got a woman on the line. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. Good morning. What are your thoughts on what Kamaya said? Um, I, I agree and I disagree with her. I feel like it's deeply rooted. Like, if women don't start with a good foundation at home, like get along with their sisters, get along with their mothers. They develop that type of um, standoffish attitude with other women where it reflects everywhere else. So I think most definitely that women should at least be cordial and respectful towards each other. But if they didn't have that growing up, then you can't expect that when they start making money and they start getting full of themselves and they start kind of like, you know, losing, losing their, you know, drive and just get a little egotistic. I guess. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, mama. So what's the moral of the story, guys? Listen, I get it. People aren't always going to get along with each other, but if you do see an opportunity to help out another woman or, and I think sometimes it takes a little bit more effort, there's nothing wrong with that. Yes. Hip hop is very competitive, but women, as far as numbers wise, you know, there's not a lot of us. So if there's ways that we can support each other and actually get along and it doesn't mean that you have to like every single person or you have to be best friends with people but I just even think work wise you know just maybe just make a little bit of effort that's all all right well we got rumors on the way yes and let's talk about Kim and Kanye this was the hottest topic yesterday along with Dr. Dre and his brain aneurysm which we are praying for his recovery uh, and we'll discuss this upcoming divorce allegedly all right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Oh, my goodness. You ever look at your, your right? charge card and you realize you didn't charge that, so somebody probably got your number? And you know when it happened? Uh, right when I came back from me. Atlanta. Oh, whoop, there you go. <laughs> you know, I had to actually, to say, because I had so many issues with that, <laughs> 
I had to sign up for Experian just so I could put like a tracking thing on it so nobody could charge or open anything without nah, them calling me. My credit card because I seen Dyson. I was like, I didn't order a Dyson vacuum. Why is a Dyson vacuum on it? Then you I got see Dyson all dildos too. <laughs> see, you always go too far. You always go. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kanye and Kim, man. I need you. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor on the Breakfast Club. So listen up. All right. Well, it looks like Kim and Kanye had been in marriage counseling, but of course, this whole topic of divorce has been coming up. We've been hearing a lot of rumbles about it, but now multiple sources did tell TMZ that the marriage was in deep trouble for the last half of 2020. And we also saw that they did not spend the holidays together. There was a family vacation. Kim Kardashian was seen separate from Kanye West, and she also wasn't wearing her ring in any of the pictures with the kids. So they do have uh, four small children. And they said uh, everything was put on hold for Christmas holidays, but now the issue of divorce is front and center, according to these sources. And I could tell some of these sources are coming from the Kardashian-Jenner side of things, just from the way the story is framed in page six. They said uh, Kim hasn't been wearing her wedding ring. Kanye remained at his Wyoming ranch over the holidays instead of spending it with the Kardashian clan. They said Kim got Kanye to go to Wyoming so they could live separate lives and quietly get things sorted out to separate and divorce. She's done. They said that Kim has done much in the past to protect and help Kanye deal with his mental health struggles. But now this divorce is happening because she's grown up a lot. She's serious about taking the bar exam and becoming a lawyer. And she's serious about her prison reform campaign. Meanwhile, Kanye is talking about running for president and saying other crazy ish. And she's just had enough of it. Hey, man, divorce sucks. Wouldn't wish that on anybody. Uh, kids need their father and mother. But if Things don't work out, they just don't work out. And as far as them trying to control the narrative, I, I you know, I think we can all see how... That's a Kardashian-Jenner thing. Yeah. Yeah, but I think we could all see how exhausting that relationship could possibly be for yeah. all these Kim, Kim and Kanye. I think we see that. You know? Now, a separate source says Kanye has been increasingly uncomfortable and irritated by the Kardashians with their over-the-top reality star lives. And he's completely over the entire family. He wants nothing to do with them. If y'all recall, he was on social media even discussing this. And he called uh, Chris Jenner, I think, Chris Jong-un or something like that. Damn. <laughs> yeah, All it's right. over. I'm sure this will play out on the new uh, the new Hulu show, the new Keeping Up With The Kardashians that's coming out on Hulu, the reality show. I'm sure yeah, I think so, there. too. And, you know, they had that house that they put a lot of money into. So we'll see who ends up uh, taking control of that now. Kim Kardashian, now, though, is not sure. What's that? Mm -hmm. I, I want to ask Ebony K. Williams about that. You know, she has a great podcast, Holding Court, on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network, where she breaks things like this down. Because they say Kim owns the land, but Kanye owns Kanye. the house. Yeah. So I wonder how he that owns works. the actual house, and she owns the land and all the lots around the mm -hmm. house. And they mm -hmm. both have put a lot of money into renovating the home. So I don't know how you do handle that. You know, it could be a situation where maybe one of them is ready to just cash out and just get the money for who knows. I don't know what their prenup is like or if they have one either. Because I don't even know how they could sell that house. Because that seller, that house is particularly for them. Like their furniture right. and how it looks. That's like Kim and Kanye. I've been to that house, actually. I've, well, I've been in a, a part of the house. Okay, what part? The, the bedroom? House, but <laughs> actually, I, I did see their bedroom, actually. But it okay. was just... Um, I mean, because he was showing me a toy house. But it's just... <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, it is a very interesting house. It's not a house that just anybody would buy. You know what I mean? That's like, what I'm saying. Custom, it's, yeah, it's custom renovated to their liking. Right. 
All right. Well, Kim also just sold 20% of her Kim Kardashian West beauty for $200 million to Cody. So she's got a lot Whoa. of money, as we all know. Let's go. Yay. Let's get half, baby. Shut up, man. Is, is Jay entitled to half of that? How that work? Or they got prenup? I don't know what their prenup. We don't know what their prenup looks like, or we don't know any of that. So but they both worth a lot, a lot, a lot yeah, of money. Both so I don't rich. see how that's gonna. They both you know. good. They, yeah, they both rich. They good. Yeah. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Ye. Shalabang. Yes, sir. Who are you giving that donkey to? You know, this is a teachable moment. Uh, we need the young brother YK Osiris to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him, but it's it's bigger than him. Okay? It's hey. about barbers. All right, okay. All right, let's, let's discuss. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Make sure you tell him to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. Florida. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. For the breakfast club, bitches. Donkey of the day. Mm. With Charlemagne the guy. I don't know why y'all keep making it y'all like this. Well, donkey of the day for Wednesday, January 6th goes to a young, talented brother by the name of YK Osiris. Now, always remember, donkey of the day is all about giving people the credit they deserve for doing stupid things. I don't think YK Osiris is personally stupid at all, but he is from Florida. And what does your Uncle Shala always say about Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, and YK Osiris is from Jacksonville, okay? And from what I saw on Say Cheese TV this week, uh, I must say he highly disappointed your Uncle Shala. Now, for all the old heads like me who may not have a clue who the hell YK Osiris is, I'm sure you heard his record on the radio before. It's called uh, Worth It Came. Yeah, came out a couple of years ago, but it's probably still in heavy rotation on local radio stations across the country simply because that's just how radio works. Uh, is Warford still playing on the radio, even though it came out January 2019? Is it? Anybody? Mm, no. Not like that. Not? Okay, well, play, play a clip of it. Yeah, I would give you the world, baby girl. You just gotta be worthy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. you gotta yeah. be perfect. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, worth it. All right. The irony of that being his biggest record at radio, because the reason this young brother is getting donkey of the day today is because what he is doing is absolutely not worth it. Let's discuss. First of all, I have to give YK Osiris respect, uh, props, credit, whatever you want to call it, for something I saw him do on Instagram Live. I thought this was a very positive message that he delivered because he told his IG followers he was over stunting for the gram. Let's listen to what he had to say. Yes, man. I sold my Lamborghini. I sold my Rolls Royce. I sold my Cadillacs. I ain't gonna lie, this thing humble yourself. I love this hunt, dude. I got a floss for you. So that's what's wrong with you. Y'all feel like y'all got a floss for the Instagram, man. F them, man. Y'all don't need a floss for no dumb, no dumbass Instagram. They gonna think what the f they want to think. I had to sit back, I had to relax and look at the world like Osiris. You forgot who the f you are. You forgot where the f you came from. Columbo, Rose Royce. Remember where you came from. Round of applause for that mm. man. Yeah, he got rid of his fleet of luxury cars. So he says. So he can get that new Hyundai, okay? Uh, personally, <laughs> I can't wait to get that new 2021 Hyundai Sonata. I've been looking at that Sonata for real. I'm going to get me one fully loaded for sure, okay? But I respect everything YK Osiris is saying there because we live in an era where people would rather look like they have money than actually have money, okay? See, when you really got it, you don't care if people think you don't. Not to mention, I'm frugal Vandross. Quick story. When I was out the country last week, 
There was this really expensive tequila. It was $300 a glass. Do you think I bought that? Hell no. Mm -hmm. But you know what I, you know what I did do? I told my much richer friend, who happens to be my financial advisor, who I know likes to stun a little bit, and when I told him, he couldn't wait to buy us both a glass. Drop on the clues bombs for my man, Humble. All right? Love you for that. And that's one of my top three financial rules. Never, ever spend money when you are out with people who got more than you. It's disrespectful to them. But YK Osiris made that whole statement null and void. When he got back on his IG... A few days later, this is just this is after saying, you know, uh, the, the thing about getting rid of the Lambos for the Hyundai. He said this. This is what a thousand dollar cut look like. A thousand dollar haircut. Uh, young King Osiris, listen to me, sir. Must be a full closure. Ab- a what? A sewing. Oh, that's how much they cost. Oh, okay. Uh, Listen, YK Osiris, there's absolutely positively no reason to spend $1,000 on a haircut, not knocking any barber's hustle. Barbers, if you find someone who is willing to pay a $1,000 haircut, get your lick. Take full advantage of that whole fool market. But I don't care what's in your bank account, $1,000 for one haircut? No. Now, don't get me wrong. It's people who will travel across country to go cut some of their high-profile clients. It's barbers who will get on a plane and travel anywhere to cut certain folks. Those individuals should be rewarded. Who can drive to or who can drive to you, 10-mile radius, $1,000 a haircut? Absolutely not. Now, YK Osiris elaborated a little more on this topic. It's not exactly $1,000 per haircut, but let's listen. I do not pay $1,000 for one haircut. I pay $1,000 monthly for a haircut. That means I can call my barber when I want to. I can skip y'all dumb ass I pay for my barber's time. Stop telling me $1,000 a lot. No, it's not. I get a, I get a haircut every three days. $1,000 is absolutely a lot, especially when people are waiting on $600 stimulus checks, okay? Especially when people want uh, the $2,000 stimulus check. That's Yes, that's half of that. $1,000 is a lot. Listen, man, I tell everyone out there to act your wage, okay? But I don't care if you're a billionaire. $1,000 a month for haircuts is ridiculous, all right? Most I ever paid for a haircut was $150. I think I did that once in L.A. That's because the brother came to my room and cut me. I, I wish I would have asked him how much it cost before he got there, okay? I, th- I think I might have paid that once when I was in a rush. Uh, and needed someone to, to, to come to the station to cut me real quick, too. In those moments, I can understand a little better. Still a lot of money, okay? Yes, YK Osiris, you are paying for your barber's time because when he's traveling to cut you, he could have cut a few heads in the barber shop, so I, I get it. But $1,000 a month? YK Osiris said he gets his hair cut every three days. I did the math. Every three days. Let's just say at $100, you know, a, a cut equals about $1,000 a, a month. Yeah, in about in about thirty days, thirty days in a month on average. Yeah, that's about a thousand dollars, a hundred dollars every three days. Okay, YK, I can't tell you how to spend your money. Uh, brothers like to be fresh. Barbers are as important as doctors, therapists, dentists, and dermatologists to me, so I understand. But as your unofficial financial advisor, let me give you some advice that you did not ask for. The one thing I would advise you to trim, pun intended is your haircut budget, okay? It's just pointless. I get a haircut once a week on the regular, all right? Drop on the clues bombs for my brother, Ty. Uh, personally, which How much is a haircut? Yeah. How much you pay a week, Envy? When you, how, when you go get your haircut, how much you pay? Um, 40 to $50. Yeah, that's, that's me. 
I'm in, I'm in that same range, okay? That's about, let's just say, $160, $200 a month. Granted, I just get a baldy in my bed trimmed, but it's still $160 to $200 a month. I would really think that on average, that's what most of us men, regardless of financial status, are paying in haircuts. Young King Osiris, if you are truly in 2021 trying to be better with finances, the moral of the story is live like a poor man with lots of money. Okay, I know what y'all saying. Stop being cheap, Uncle Sharla. No, it's not about being cheap. Okay, people who are frugal understand the value of a dollar and make informed and thoughtful decisions. People who are cheap try to spend as little money as possible. That might be the same thing, but is donkey of the day finished or is it done? I would say for the day I'm done. Please give the young brother YK Osiris the biggest hee huh? I disagree. I disagree. I know we ain't got time, so I'm going to tell you why I disagree very fast. One, we talk about these artists, how these artists shouldn't be in trouble. So he can't go to the barbershop. He doesn't want to go to the barbershop. He doesn't want to get in trouble. He doesn't want to be around people. He doesn't want to get robbed. He doesn't want to get shot or stabbed. So the barber has to come to his house. For a barber to come to your house, any barber that comes to your house that leaves their barbershop charges you $100, right? If he gets... Two haircuts a day, be two haircuts a week. That's two, four, six, that's 800. He gets three. So that's $300 a week. You times that by four, that's he gets as many as he wants, right? Doesn't he, he doesn't $1, get as $1, many as he wants? That's $1,200 a month. He's actually saving $200 and he writes it off at the end of the year. So I think that young man is smart. He's not going to the barbershop, especially where he's from in Florida. Why go there, put yourself in danger when the barber could come to his house, cut you, and you're safe? I think what that young man is doing is smart. Seeing as a woman, that doesn't sound like a lot to me because it costs so much to get our hair done. A thousand dollars is like what you pay to get your, you know, your sewing and the bundles and all of that. If my barber wasn't so packed all the time, (laughs) I I wouldn't go to the shop. Come here. I want to be safe. I want to make sure there's nobody following me. I want to be away from people. Cut me at the crib. I'm not mad at that young man. Listen, no, I, I, I didn't say he shouldn't get cut at the crib. All I'm simply saying is $1,000 a month is ridiculous. That's Maybe he shouldn't get haircuts. Maybe he shouldn't get haircuts every three days. Maybe he should cut it to once a week. If you cut it to once a week and you're spending that $100, as Envy just said, now you're only paying $300 a month. Shut up. Once All a right. week is $400 a month, you non-calculating ass. <laughs> okay, whatever. It's still $600 less than 1000 all right? And, and I agree with him what he said about getting rid of all his cars to get the Hyundai. The moral of the story is don't buy things you can't afford with money you don't have to impress people you don't like. And trust me, getting the $1,000 haircuts and posting it on Instagram and bragging about it, you're literally literally trying to impress people who don't like you anyway. And it's that's why really, they're so quick to slander you about $1,000 a month. It's not really a stack of haircut. It's a stack a month. And he writes that off at the end of the year, I'm sure. That's why he pays him 1000 Probably, I'm sure he pays but him listen, a check. Why spend a thousand if you can only spend four hundred a month? Based off your logic, I can just buy get a haircut every week. Because he has hair. You don't understand this thing. He has hair. You gotta cut his hair, make it make and get a trim. Do you really think his hair grows that fast that he need to cut every three days? I don't know. I haven't been my hair hasn't grown like that since I was about nineteen twenty. So Me I don't too. know. My, but my... I don't I don't remember mine growing like that every three days when I was a kid either. Okay, I don't remember that one. All right. Goodness gracious. But All you're right. talking to somebody whose headline looks like Robocop with his mask off. So don't listen. That is true. All right. Well, up next, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit ye now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Now it's time for Ask Ye, 800-585-1051. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Tierra. Hey, Tierra, what's your question for Ye? Why isn't anyone committed anymore? Why doesn't anyone want to give it a shot? They just are here for a good time, and they can never really commit or even want to commit. Well, give me some examples. Where, First of all, where are you meeting these guys? And secondly, uh, what what's, what's happening to you? Um, friends, I guess mutual friends and dating apps, a little bit of everything, but, um, I gave Mm -hmm. someone six months of my time and I'm a successful woman and I got two kids. I got everything that a man could want. I don't understand why after six months he can't commit or even offer loyalty. Right. And I think sometimes we act like we're in relationships and give guys those relationship, uh, benefits and perks without actually being in one. Very true. And so sometimes guys don't feel like they need to commit because they're getting everything that they want and need from you without that. And so, yes, there is a period of time that you're dating and you're trying to see if this is going to work out. But then after a certain amount of time, if you feel like he wants to go this way and I want to go that way, you know, it is what it is. But that's why I do believe that you can't give a guy everything that you would give him if you were in a relationship if you're not committed which means that you can't focus on just one person for six months and act like that's your man if he's not your man. Sometimes we prioritize these men and and we choose them over our friends and our family. We go all out and he's not going all out. Yeah, understood. So I need to change my my vibe a little bit. Right. And I think it is important. Sometimes we don't want to say that we want to be in a relationship or say that we're looking for that because we don't want a guy to feel pressured. But it is important to be upfront about intentions if things do get to that point. So if you decide you really like somebody and this is what you want, it shouldn't take six months to be like, look, this is, you know, what I'm striving toward. What are you striving toward? What are your plans? We got to have those conversations. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Angela. All right, right. Tierra. Good luck. All right, we got more with ye when we come back. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit ye right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Jasmine from Jersey. Hey, Jasmine from Jersey. What's your question for Yee? Hi, Yee. First of all, congratulations. You guys are doing an awesome job. I watch this every day. I work for Amazon, and I watch it. I mean, I listen to it every single day before my morning. It gives me a lot of laughs, so big ups to you guys on that. Um, Hi, Yee. Okay, so I'm calling because I've been with my partner for, and I call him partner because I don't like saying my man or my boyfriend, so I've been with my partner for about seven years now, and we have two kids. Now, before we started Mm -hmm. having kids, I let him know, like, marriage is important to me. Like, it really is. Like, I told him, and he said he understood, okay? Now, it's been two, like, two kids in seven years down now, and I've given him an ultimatum at the end of this year, the middle of this year, that, you know, it's done for me. Like, if it doesn't happen, or if you feel like still, for some reason, that you can't, um, that you can't make this final step with me. Now, I'm a woman that 
I don't like money is not a big for me. Like if you if you put mm-hmm. a ring together, like if you cut a newspaper out and fold it up and give it to me because I understand how times are and stuff like that, it it would mean a lot to me that you actually got down on your knee and say, you know what, this is what I want to do with you. This is this mm-hmm. is I really I'm really feeling this and it's really important to me. Well, he hasn't even you know done that and it, and for me like I'm really thinking about going through with the ultimatum because I feel like you're really dragging your feet and I know that I'm a queen and I'm a prize and right. I think I've done my due diligence. Jasmine, it seems like you already know what you want to do. You did give him an ultimatum. You let him know this is what I want. I want to be married. It's been seven years, and you guys do have two kids. And the problem with giving an ultimatum is if you don't follow through, is he going to take it seriously? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I and know. sometimes, I sometimes actually following through with that is what might push him to be like, damn, I might really lose what I yeah, have. But it's like, it's, it's crazy because, you know, I mean, we've been through a lot like any other relationship has. And it's crazy that you will have to go to that extent for somebody to to understand. Like, like I really like I literally sat down like we were both sitting down on his bed. And I told him before we because I knew the next stage because he's Jamaican. OK, so and mm-hmm. the next day she's going to want kids. And I went to his mom's house and before the even discussion about anything else, everyone wants to talk about kids. And I understand that part, okay? I understand that. But my whole mm-hmm. thing was that, you know, no one wants to discuss the marriage part, but everyone wants to discuss kids. And that's right. I agree another with you. topic about, about um, I believe, like a Caribbean, um, as far as relationship is concerned. I think it's really deep-rooted in some other things, but that's beyond the point. But I was like, okay, I can deal with that, but as long as you can follow through on what you're supposed to. And I've always gotten, yeah, and it's like, it's like, damn, like, I, I try so hard not to be a part of the statistic because you don't want to be that. And that stuff does go through your mind. Because well, no Jasmine, what, I want to say, don't you don't worry about what other people think. Don't worry about statistics. Yeah. Worry about what it is that you want. That is has nothing to do with anything. We can't be concerned about these realistic or unrealistic expectations that people have. Does he believe in marriage? And is, is he saying that he's open to it? Yeah, he believes in marriage. Yeah, he believes in marriage. He, believe, he does okay. believe in marriage. So my advice to you, Jasmine, is you've given him this ultimatum. And I think the worst thing you can do is keep bringing it up all the time and talking about it with him constantly and doing that. I think you just got to let him know what it is and be like, I'm going to give you your time. This is the deadline for when this is going to happen. If you still don't know what you want to do, then, you know, perhaps we need to take a break until you can figure it out. Because sometimes, again, you guys are living together. He's getting everything he wants. He's got his family. He doesn't feel like that's being threatened. But it's not everything that you want. And sometimes in order for you to get what you want, you have to really be uh, serious about it. Yeah. Yeah. But also not be always, always, always talking about it. Like, just enjoy your relationship. Enjoy your children. But know that if this doesn't happen. I definitely, like, we've had so many great moments. I definitely enjoy him. He's a great man. First of all, big up to him. He's a great man. He's a great provider. You know, he's a he does everything across the board great. It's just that's just this one little small thing. It's not small, but this one thing that I just feel like, you know, (laughs) it's, it's not small, but it's just. It's like it means a lot to you. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it it means a lot to you. And he's got to respect that and know that if he doesn't have these intentions, and you've given him plenty of time, so just follow through what what it is you said you're gonna do. He knows you love him, and it's on him now. Yeah. Well, um, big uh, big ups to all the the Jamaican men out there. Uh, We I love you. Are you Jamaican? Big up. 
I'm not. No, I'm not Jamaican. He's Jamaican oh. though. He's Jamaican. Yeah. Okay. They're All right. they're great lovers. <laughs> she like, said big ups like five I'm times. Not, I'm not saying. No, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. They don't eat the poom poom. Kind of no, huh? That's a lie. He, they, they definitely the, do. They don't eat the poom poom though. So they say. Okay, that's what you guys want to say, but trust me, if you yeah, get a good, if you get the right do. woman and the right, the right <laughs> foreign, the right foreign woman, you guys get with yeah, y'all gonna that. Don't worry about it. Goodness gracious. Yeah, they All just right. don't Thank talk about problem. it. All right, that was Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, and can calling somebody a sexy-ass-looking cockroach ever be a compliment? We'll talk about it. Feels like that. Somebody might have called Charlemagne that before. But anyway, we'll talk about it when we come back. You've never said I look like a cockroach. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's the one and only. It's The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Vivica Fox. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, on Fox Soul Show Cocktails with Queens, Vivica Fox is under fire. And that is because she said that Young Thug is a sexy-ass-looking cockroach. Listen. Vivica, do you think he's attractive? You know, he's like just like a good, sexy-ass-looking cockroach. I was oh, and I don't mean that mean. Like, I don't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he looks like, he looks like, you know what I mean? Because it's like the little, the hair and everything like that. But he's very, I know what you mean. he's I got know. rock star it's quality. Like, like, he would be a great animation character. I don't know how I would take that. Call me a sexy-ass roach. Is there a sexy and, you know, there's, a, there's a bad history of people calling black people cockroaches, too, as an insult. That's what the real oh, issue was. Well, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. And, you know, who said cockroaches are cosmetically challenged? You never looked at a cockroach. It's disgusting. You just, cockroaches you, you are just disgusting. Step on from the top. To you, not for everybody. I'm sure there's somebody out there that the like cockroaches. Co cockroaches might have handsome faces. When, when, when have you ever looked at a cockroach's face? Uh, when have so you ever been face to face with a cockroach? Exactly. You step on it from the top. You ain't never looked at a cockroach's face. Cockroaches might have handsome faces. We don't no, know. No, they're not I'm handsome. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's pull it up. Let's look and see. Go, None of y'all have ever seen a cockroach's face. You're so liars. So you think the cockroaches <laughs> can be cute? Maybe. I don't know. I, I've never looked at a cockroach's face. We always just step on them from the top. All right. Now, Lauren Hill recently did an interview with Rolling Stone, and she talked about why she never did a second album. She said, the wild thing is no one from my label has ever called me and asked, how can we help you make another album ever? Did I say ever, ever? She said, with the miseducation, there was no precedent. I was, for the most part, free to explore, experiment, and express. After the miseducation, there were scores of tentacled obstructionist politics, repressing agendas, unrealistic expectations, and saboteurs everywhere. People had me included, had included me in their own narratives of their success as it pertained to my album, and if this contradicted my experience, I was considered an enemy so uh that's why she's never done a second album i highly doubt that after the success of the miseducation of lauren hill that no one from the record label reached out and attempted to get her to do a second album like, yeah that sounds crazy that, that's I, i'm not gonna say she's a liar but that just sounds like a lie i'm not yeah i'm not gonna say she's a liar but i just know these record label people after the success of the miseducation of Lauren Hill, that album was huge. Nobody reached out to try to get her to do a second album. Doesn't right? Doesn't make sense. I know they mm. definitely were trying to get her to do a Fuji's album though, really hard. So, and then she had a lot of legal issues after that first album came out. And but I don't know what happened behind the scenes. If it was a breakdown between management and the label or what. 
All right. Now let's talk about Boosie. He was discussing being in jail and how some people hooked him up with some cash. Here's what he had to say. That Cat Williams gave me $10,000 cash, all hundreds. i never forget. I thank you for that cat, bro. And I really appreciate it, bro. You helped me put a down payment on the lease in New Orleans, bro. Thank you, cat. You need that 10 back? I got you. Got it implies. Gave my mama like 5K a piece when I was for my trial. Jesus ain't give me no money. Jesus gave me motivation, you know. When you're in jail, you just need motivation. You need somebody to talk to. You know what? That's interesting that he said he would. No, he didn't. Um, Envy was talking about it, but we didn't play it. But anyway, I was going to say, he said he's got that money for Cat Williams. If people do give you money like that when you're down, should you pay them back when you back up? Um, or is that stupid. I mean, Cat Williams didn't give it to him for that reason. Cat Williams didn't give it to him and say, hey, I'm paying you back. But if you feel like you want to repay that person, why not? Or pay like, it for Would y'all do that? It, would you be like... Would you be like, hey, here's that money you gave me? And like, would y'all yeah, do that? I, I would pay it back or I would yeah. ask the person, do you mind if I pay it forward? Give it to somebody else that might need that same help or same opportunity. Yeah, and like I said yesterday about this story, Cat Williams does stuff like this all the time for people. Like, you, they, they, you, you, if you talk to a lot of different people, not even just entertainers, just regular people in the street, they, talk, they tell stories of Cat Williams just randomly giving them money. All right, and The Queen's Gambit, that show is actually the highest-ranked show on Netflix. They said the only other Netflix show to get more views was Tiger King. Um, So The Queen's Gambit, they are saying, according to reports, uh, the chess master, Beth Harmon, who was played by Anya Taylor-Joy, she actually gets to keep the clothes that she wore on the show. Did you know that? No, I didn't even think about that, actually. I just know that it's a dope show. The clothes are... You know, I look at stuff like that all the time because those outfits were pretty amazing that she had. So when she was asked if she got to keep them, she said um, because she worked so closely with the uh, person that was in charge of all of that with the fashion and and the um, and the stylist, they said, you know what? We found these together. The line is very blurry, so you should just take them home. So she gets to keep that. I don't think okay. there's going to be a season two of Queen's Gambit, though. No. No. It has to be. I mean, it, it, it's it's a great show. I mean, it's very entertaining, and I thought it was dope. I mean, they got to bring back a season, the next season, I think, anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. All right. Now, for everybody else, Revolt will be back next week. If you're looking for Revolt, they'll be back next week. So shout out to Revolt and the People's Choice Mixes up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne gave Donkey the Day to YK Osiris, right, for spending $1,000 a month on haircuts. And what I was that's saying not, that's was... Not, that's, 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 not, that's not why he got Donkey of the Day. I mean, I think $1,000 on haircuts is stupid, but that's his money. But also, if you're going to get on the gram and say you're getting rid of all your luxury cars to buy a Hyundai because you're tired of stunting and you're tired of flossing and you don't care what people know you got, then how you turn around a couple days later and you flossing a $1,000 haircut? Now, see, the, re- the reason I say it's that is... It's not a $1,000 haircut, though. It's, it's a, a $1,000 a month. Yeah, but see, the thing is, is we talk about these artists all the time about being safe and making sure they're out the way and, and not getting caught up in a lot of the craziness and I think the fact that he's not going to the barbershop where he can, where he's open to the public and he's driving around and people know where he is going to be for an hour while he gets that haircut and have the barber come to his house is smart. Now, for the barber to come to your house, anybody, when the barber comes to your house, is usually anywhere from $75 to $150 when the barber leaves his shop to come to your house. 
And if he gets a haircut twice a week, let's say, and it's a hundred over a hundred dollars a week, a hundred dollars a cut, that's a thousand dollars. That makes sense. You write him a check every month and then you write it off at the end of the year. I don't think that's stupid. Pay, uh, uh, let me poke holes in all your logic. If you're paying a thousand dollars a month in haircuts, you can afford to take security with you to the barbershop. If you don't want to go to the barbershop, just don't get a haircut every three days. Every three days is what's making it get to a thousand dollars a month. You can get a haircut once a week, and that'll be like four hundred dollars a month. So well, paying for six hundred dollars. Paying for security is the same as is is getting a thousand dollars a month. Well, well, forget the security. Get a haircut once a week, a hundred dollars a month. That's four hundred dollars. I mean, a hundred. Yeah, that's a hundred dollars a week. $400 a month, you're saving yourself $600. And if you tell me it's because he's an artist, I'll simply tell you what are artists doing during the pandemic. Paying yeah, ballers to come to the house, I'm sure. <laughs> Some of them are performing. Hats yeah, you're right. A lot of them are performing. A lot of them are... I saw uh, some uh, live in the club uh, with Envy Atlanta. Well, Legend. is YK Osiris one of them? <laughs> that is a good question. Come on, man. $1,000 a month in haircuts is ridiculous for any human. I don't care how much money they're making. You can, you can easily cut that in half. You don't have to get a haircut every three days. That's overkill. Well, see, your from barber somebody... will tell you that. Your, your, your barber will tell you don't get a haircut every three days. Let your hair breathe a His little bit. His barber didn't tell him that. <laughs> His barber said get money. I, I, I wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't either if I was getting $1,000 a month. His barber said, hey, I now, but Let me ask you this. If a woman said she spent $1,000 a month on her hair, would y'all think that was ridiculous? Yes. I think so, yeah. I don't know anything about women's hair. <laughs> you got a wife. Your wife don't spend a thousand dollars to get her hair done a month, or does she? I I, I really don't know how much. Yeah, I, I don't, really know, don't know. I'm lying. I know I she no goes, idea. but I don't know how much she spend. You're right. I have no idea. I would assume it's not a thousand, though, right? I don't know. Could be for some people. All right, but when we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to our newest family member, 97.3 The Beat, Springfield's hip-hop and R&B. Glad to have you guys part of the family. Yes, yes Glad welcome. that you joined the club. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note before we get up out of here? I do have a positive note, and it's simple, okay? I'm not real frugal or thrifty, since we was talking about, you know, being frugal. Uh, I'm not real frugal or thrifty. I just don't waste money on little things that don't matter. But I do spend on big things that do. Like you like big, you like big things. Shut up. Breakfast club, bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done?